What's up guys and welcome back to Theology and Scripted. I'm David here with Christopher and Dr. Jones. I'm very excited to announce Season 2, Episode 1 of Theology and Scripted. Today we'll be talking about worship and how we can praise God in various ways. This is Theology Unscripted. We are back for season two. It's the 2023-2024 school year. Uh, we don't have our class anymore, but we're just, you guys are just skipping class for this podcast, and I'm all about that. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know. To That's right. Yep. Word. Yep. yep. Shout out to uh, Miss Turner for letting us use this time. So thank you, Miss Turner. Thank you, Miss Turner. All right. What you guys got for me today? time to think about different theological questions and as I attended church I noticed a couple things it's like whenever we do the praise and worship segment of church whenever they're up on the stage singing a lot of the little kids don't like singing now if if you don't really like praise and worship does that mean you're like a bad Christian because you're not up there singing clapping your hands raising your arms and praising God mm, some good questions yeah I uh Mm, so I would say, no, I like to go off the cuff. You know, I like to do that. Um, there's a lot of things in my brain, uh, but I like to just kind of come in un, unscripted. Well, wow, we should name it that. All right. So that's where I'm going from. All right. Uh, there's probably been a lot of research done. I'll probably read about it after this, but if we're going off the cuff. Here's kind of what I think. Uh, we like to uh, a lot of times in here in kind of our Western, I would say Western mindset, uh, but really just anywhere that the church is unpersecuted. Uh, we are very preferential based. We want what we want. We want our uh, music style that we like. And we kind of we're, we're consumers. I kind of call it the consumer mindset. I think there's part of that where we have to fight against that. We have to realize that church is not about our preferences. Um, you t- ask specifically about kids, and that's a little different. So I'll get to that in a second. But when we're talking about the preferences that people have, uh, there are really, uh, most of the time, I think we need to remember that we are not worshiping ourselves. We're not worshiping our church. We're worshiping, uh, worshiping a king. We're worshiping God who rules the universe. And how does he want to be worshiped? I think is the where we have to start from comes to worship. And that's not just music. Uh, Jesus talks about how he's looking for worshipers who uh, worship him in spirit and truth. doesn't really have anything to do with music. Are you worshiping him in spirit? Are you following him with your life? worshiping in the truth of who he is. And I think that is more important. So I think musical praise and worship is just kind of one aspect of community church life, but is not all that worship is is meant to mean uh, in the Bible, and definitely not the biblical sense, where you see Jesus talking about it, where he says, yeah, I need worshipers in spirit and truth. And he doesn't say, I need worshipers who play the guitar and you know have a cajon backing them up, right? That's not what he says. He's not talking about the music, right? Uh, there's lots of passages that s- talk about musical worship but that's just doesn't seem to be all that it is so i do think there's that side of it but i also think and i've seen this over and over there's a side of it where churches get too stuck in their ways and they're not engaging their culture um if you've got a a kids worship choir and you're not singing like a kids worship song and you're trying to get you know a song that has these and thousand things in it or some really like really really extra deep uh theological lyrics you kind of you, you don't know your audience, I guess, and if that makes yeah. sense. So I think there is a sense where a lot of people, they grew up and the worship style, the worship music that they had when they were a kid or when they were younger and their brains were developing. They're like, that's the only right way to do this. And they're kind of stuck in that. And that's just really not how 
uh, worship is presented. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think you have to know who you're trying to reach and not put on a show. I think if you put on a show, the second you're bad at it, then you're going to lose them. If you give them Jesus and present, prevent, eh, present them Jesus, you're giving them something that they can hold on to. But so there's kind of both aspects of that, if that makes sense. Now, what about on the flip side, Christian rap? Do you think God interprets Christian rap the same way he, like, interprets hymns and stuff? That That is uh, uh, something I was thinking about. Why, while it's not, you know, it is the the posture of our heart, I suppose. That's the phrase f- folks like to use, you know. It's more the intentions behind it. Then why is it that, you know, if, if it doesn't matter what exactly the style of music, why is it that, modern western worship music is so bland and watered down and poorly written from a musical standpoint <laughs> oh man i i find so much i mean if you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call out any names of radio stations on this because i don't want to get in trouble but if you listen to the radio yeah there's some some really uh shallow lyrics and bad musical i mean there it's i i don't like it i don't prefer it i agree with that uh, can we be better? Absolutely. There's a lot of great worship music. There's tons of great worship music being written that I would listen to over and over again. Um, I will call out some positive people. Phil Wickham puts out some amazing stuff. He's probably my favorite to listen to. His songs are worshipful and and interesting, I think. I mean, a lot of them, the same with chords over and over, sure. But what Phil's trying to do is make something that's singable for the common person. That's what he's trying to do. He's maybe not lit, trying to write a complicated song that's uh, interesting to listen to. And that's good. I think he's got good stuff going on. Uh, when you talk about Christian rap, I have a, uh, an experience with this from back when I was in college. I was I went to the Passion Conference down in, I can't remember if it was either Nashville or Georgia. I can't remember which one this was. And there were lots of activities you could do. They're called late night activities. They started like 10 o'clock. How I used to stay up that late and do things, I have no idea, but here we are. And all of them were full. You had to like sign up for them. They were all full. All the ones I wanted to go to were full, except for the one in the main worship center. That was Lecrae Concert. Now, I was like, I don't like Christian rap. Why am I? But I have nothing else to do. So I went. And I walked in and I was listening. And I was, you know, I was trying to be interested. But I saw people raising their hands. I saw people worshiping to his songs. And I changed my mind about Christian rap. They said, this reaches people who this music is interesting to. And maybe it's not my preference. Although I'd, I'd say I'd probably like some stuff by Lecrae now. But at the time, maybe this isn't my preference. But it is reaching a certain people. So who am I to argue with this? So, yeah, everyone has their preference, and there needs to be a balance between where it's not about our preferences, but it also is about how do we worship in a way that brings him glory, in a way that maybe meets us where we are. So there is a balance there, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, what about, like, the secular, natural world, like, songs, like... I know there's a bunch of different songs and genres out there that aren't really glorifying to God. Do you think if you only listen to those type of songs, you're like not a good Christian as well, I guess? Well, I definitely don't think that because one of my favorite bands is Muse, and I listen to them all the time, and they're not Christian yeah. at all. Um, but I just, again, I love their musical style. You know, if there is a Christian band that sounded like them, I would listen to them all the time. There's just not. So, you know, maybe we do need to step it up a little bit we can in the Christian music happen. world. What's that? We can make that band happen. I think we should do a, a Muse-style worship band. Let's do yeah. it. All about it. But I do think we have to be mindful what we are letting enter our brains. And really, musically, I mean, music speaks to us on such a deeper level. I think we have to be careful what we're, uh, what we're allowing in. 
and what we're inviting in. We do have to be careful of those things. So I, I'm not going to give a blanket all secular music is bad. I, would, I, I couldn't do that. But we do need to consider what are we, what are we taking? Because it does affect us more than we think, right? It does, yeah. the, the words that we're hearing, the things that, are, that we are uh, listening to and allowing in our lives, they, they can affect us. So, you know, is it, I won't, you know, listen to a song that's singing about the devil and Satan. And, yeah, I'm just not going to do it. All right. Now, now I know <laughs> Chris is covering up some patches on his jacket. All right. Now, again, am I going to sit here and tell Chris because of his patches he's a bad Christian? Absolutely, I'm not. I would never do that. Right. Um, but I would just challenge anyone, you know, just to think about what you're what you're taking in. Right. Mm -hmm. Just because maybe a band has a song that is satanic. Should all of their music be thrown out? I don't think so. I might choose not to listen to that song. That's just me, right? So we, I mean, you just have to think about that. What do you take? Are you taking in the things of God more than more than not? I would say that that's what's important, right? You can enjoy things that the world puts creates because really it's all from God, right? Any everything, all of our musical abilities, they're all from Him anyway. Uh, so can it be appreciated? Of course it can. But yeah, just we just got to be careful what we're taking in. I, I agree for the most part. Yeah, I believe that it's it's you know it's the the attitude of our minds and you know where we're coming from you know and as long as our our hearts are in check you know our intentions are right you know for the most part I don't think God would really mind you know it's it's a it's a human trifle it's not it's not God's not you're not going to go to Judgment Day and He says you you listen to South of Heaven by Slayer you're going South <laughs> of Heaven that's that's it's it's you know how we focus on things and our attitudes that really matter i think yeah yeah without a doubt yeah i mean if if the bible doesn't come out and say thou shalt not i mean just to be kind of like there is so much interpretation to that right. you know the bible doesn't come out and say thou shalt not listen to secular i mean it just doesn't say so you have to think about those things with the god-given uh intelligence that you have and discernment that you have praying to the holy spirit is this something that i am okay listening and if so you know i mean i can't tell i don't think i can tell one person this music's right or wrong i just you know i don't think i can do that uh i do think that i can tell people you should think about it you should consider it and you should first consider what's glorifying to god before anything all right so now besides music what are other ways we could worship god wow yeah i my uh gosh i was in high school my junior year, I had a pastor, Chris Robbins. He was a youth pastor uh, on uh, part-time, full-time. He owned a construction company. And he his church was smaller than the one I was going to. And me and my friends had a little worship band. And we found out that his youth group met on Saturday afternoons. They called it Saturday Night Alive. I thought that was pretty pretty fun. So I found out they needed somebody to help with worship. And so I was like, hey, my, me and my friends have this worship band, and we don't do anything on Saturdays and could we come and so i showed up to his church played some music for him for i don't know three minutes he's like all right fine you can play guitar whatever don't care are you worshiping jesus with your life are you following him every day are you doing what his word says are you an example at school that's what i care about because if not don't, don't come in here and that changed my life because at the time i just wasn't really uh following god with everything i'd go to church on sunday but i used language probably a christian shouldn't use all the time and i talked in ways that, uh, you know, probably just was, it wasn't glorifying to God. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I'd say, quote unquote, doing anything crazy, but at the same, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't living for him. And that just changed the way I thought about it. Worship really is all about your life. 
that uh, in everything that you do, whether it's the way that you, if you see somebody, a homeless person on the road and you give them something to eat, or if you uh, help a family buy, whatever it is you might do, uh, Jesus will talk about how you are serving him if you serve the least of these. I think those things are far more important than not only worshiping him in song, but even how, you, especially how you worship him through song. Yeah. You know, there are so many ways portrayed where we glorify him by the way we treat others, by the way that we uh, live for him every day, by the way we um, don't deny, you know, it talks about if you deny me in front of man, I'll deny you in front of my father, you know, but if you glorify me in front of people, I'll glorify you in front of my, I think those things are far more important. Because right. I know myself, I've witnessed it firsthand, like there'll be people in church, you know, praising God, lifting their hands up, then they just, they get out of church right back to like their just normal yeah. lives. Yeah, isn't so, that the human condition, right? Yeah. yeah. So I put in my time. I checked my box, mm -hmm. right? You know, I went to work all week. I checked that box. I went to church on Sunday. Check that box, right? Yeah. Uh, church would function so much better if it was not, if it was an extension of our lives the other six days a week. Mm -hmm. If it was not just, well, I did my, my not church part of my life. Yeah. Well, Sunday, I better check my church part of my life box. And if it was a place for Christians who have been living out their walk all week to come together, to encourage each other, to worship God together, to be in that. And if that's what it was, I mean, this, the church could not be stopped. Yeah. I mean, just the way, the things that we could accomplish, but yeah, you're right. So many people, it's just, here's the, my box I'm checking. I'm done. All right. Did that. I'm good. Let me go home now. And uh, now I'm going to yell at my kids or I'm going to, I mean, yeah, or I'm going to do bad. Things. I'm going to oh, yeah, do bad. <laughs> right. I'm going to, whatever it is, I, I, even things like, I think, you know, talk about worshiping, you know, go to work and not um, not giving it 100 yeah. percent. Right. If, I mean, we our work is a, is glorifying to God. It's worship to God, too. And, you know, if we are just going to say, well, I'm just going to do a mediocre job in my job and uh, just get through it. And yeah, that doesn't glorify God either. You know, people should look at Christians and say, wow, that person is the hardest worker that we have. Yep. Right. And they don't do it because they're not working for themselves. So. Yeah, I, right. I mean, I think there's so many things that you could look at that say, this is what worship of God really looks like. No. Yes, unfortunately, soccer practice, we just got a notification, is canceled for today. So Please pick up your students at the regular scheduled time. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's a little school business we got going on here. But anyway, yeah, where were we? Oh, yeah, working. Yeah. Working is a very important thing. Because I've noticed this, I worked over the summer, like, when you don't do 100%, most of the time you're leaving your bad work for someone else to come back behind you and clean it up for you. But, like, if you just do 100% the first time, you make everyone happy, you leave a good report, and, like, Mr. Dr. Jones was saying, like, you're leaving a good reputation for God because they're like, oh, that dude, he did a good job. Oh, he's also a Christian, you know? Yep. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Yep. So it's a your your work is a testimony. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that is another way we could worship him and just yeah exactly through our actions. I feel like that is you know more important than you know being able to sing on Sundays is actually just you know showing yourself as right you know without you know call to action without being asked just you know acting that way exactly yep. yeah taking the initiative yourself yeah. Like Chris said, he didn't care that I could play. It's like, great, you can play. That's not what's most important to me. Yeah. yeah. Chris Robbins, sorry. Not you, Chris. Yeah, Different Chris. I, I, you know I, 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 I mean. figured. Yeah. I figured. 
But I also feel like God has given us certain talents. Like me, I cannot, I cannot sing to save my life. But like <laughs> I can go out on the sports field, do whatever I need to do. But yeah, like I can also could gl- never do that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can glorify God when I do that. Just yep, absolutely. Be a good representation of Him out there on the field, not yep. pushing people over and yelling at them. I can help them get up when I do push them yep. over. No, that's but, absolutely right. Yeah, I agree with that. You want to segue into the next part? What's the next part? Tithing. Oh. Ah, and. Uh, sort of going into that talents work that uh, also sort of leads us to our secondary topic of tithing okay. and uh, yeah. how that how that should be approached from the modern Christians lives what do you think about that dr. Jones yeah you know I have a lot of um, gosh I, I, I don't know I have a, I've always had a lot of uncertainty like is it required should you do this should it be like what a church member does and uh, I think that it has to start from a place of trust. That's what that, I think that's where tithing comes into. You're tithing. The word tithe actually just means tenth. So you're like, where does tenth come from? Well, that's what the word means. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we just studied this. We talked about Melchizedek in in our Bible class recently and Abraham giving him a tenth of what he had. And that's kind of what the, what it's based on. There's a few other places where we see that. But uh, that it's really about trust. It starts with trust. And I think we worship him through tithing because we're saying we trust you. These finances are not ours. We believe, you know, something I heard is we trust God can do more with 90% of our income than we could do with 100% of it. So I think that's where it has to start. Um, I think any, again, this, the second any of us just say, well, I better check off my tithe box. You know, I only pay my membership dues to the church. Mm-hmm. That checks that off. God's going to be happy with me. Well, then we have a workspace salvation Correct. in practice, right? We may not say that we believe that. We're like, well, I better tithe so that God loves me. Well, now we believe in a works. You know, so we have to be careful that it's not out of obligation, and it is out of worship. I think that that's where it has to start from. We say, God, I trust you with my finances. I trust you with the things that you've given me, and just saying this isn't mine to begin with. You know, not, everything I have is from you, so I'm going to give you back a portion to show that I trust you with all of it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd never say it's an obligation. But I do think we should, if we truly trust him, we should, we should show it, not just say it. Now, what about the people that see God as kind of like an investment slash like the stock market? They're like, oh, if I give God 10%, he's going he's gonna to bless me because I give mm. him money. Like, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. I know you hear that in church where they'll say, God well, will you know, bless trust you. you. He'll give it back to you. Or, you know, who, or, and, gosh, I don't know. I, that, I've seen that happen in my life once. Mm-hmm where I begrudgingly gave a tithe because I felt God was, and this is when I was in college or seminary, needed a car repair, and I gave, I gave $50 to church. I don't even remember what percentage that was of my income, but I was like, fine, God, I don't even have the money for this. I got to fix my car. But, and, and you know, it's interesting because then that same day, somebody at church gave me $500 to fix my car. Huh. Now, that has not happened every time. <laughs> so... Uh, that to me was God saying, yeah, I've got your back, right? right. For, and it, I think it's different for everybody. Sometimes it can be it drops in your lap. For me, I think that, you know, we have our business. And the way God blesses that is not just handing us money, but sending us customers yeah. to our business. I think that that uh, is how God provides. And, you know, I've seen it at times when we're trusting him that he sends more people, right? I can't put a number on it. I can't do that. But uh, yeah, I, you know, yeah, you can look at it as I'm gambling. Let me just put this in and see if I get it back. But I think that misses the point, too. Right. You know, I think, yes, you have to trust God to take care of your every need. But I'm not going to tithe 10% and, um, 
than spend 110% and rack up credit cards and say, well, God, you didn't bless me. It's like, no, now you're not being smart, right? Yeah. So there is, there is a, I, know, I think there's a balance of, again, God gave us discernment and he gave us brains to know, hey, this is the right thing to do. You know, like I, but uh, yeah, so I can't, you know, I, for instance, just as a ex current example, I, in our budget, I had to drop our uh, going out to eat, but you know, whatever, dining out budget to like $200 a month, which is really hard when you have five people in your family. But if I, I don't feel like I could say, all right, God, I'm going to tithe this money and I'm going to spend $600 a month going out to a restaurant and then say, well, God, why couldn't, why didn't you provide for me? Right. I just feel like that I'm not being smart. So uh, there is a sense where it has to take a sacrifice. You know, I could spend $600 a month at restaurants if I wasn't tithing, but yeah. is that the right thing to do? Am I trusting God? I don't think so. Yeah. So there's a lot to consider personally. There's a lot to think about in all of that. What should you do? What's right? What isn't right? But at the end of the day, it's about trust. You know, if you're t not tithing out of trust and you're tithing because you want something back or you're tithing because you think you have to, then you're missing the point. Right. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind that I feel like might dissuade people from tithing is, like you said, trusting God, but trusting in people at the church to actually use that money yeah. for something that would be beneficial because, you know, yeah, people right. are people and there's no way... That, Again, unless you're seeing church bank statements, mm -hmm. you know, people in any anyone in power, you know, yeah. th there's corruption. And, you know, if you people just give you money, you know, who's to say that those those people aren't going to just take it and pocket it? So, right. Knowing Again, yeah, mm -hmm. that, that is hopefully an extreme case. But so I'll just kind of add a hopefully people aren't pocketing money, you know, and stealing it. But if they are, that's bad. So let's just. Blank that bad. Don't steal from church. So, but you you brought up a good point about the allocation of funds and budgets and things. That is important. You do. I think you do also have to be on board with your church's mission too. You know, and if not, then you know that that if you're you know if you're giving. So I there's two sides of that. I don't think you should give, and especially if you have a lot of money, which I'll I've never had this problem. But if you have, you know a lot of people treat the church well. I give this much, so I what I want should. I should get what I want, and that is a horrible way to give to church. If you're doing that so you can have power, then you are giving for all the wrong reasons. But there is also a sense, any amount of money you're giving, you should be on, on board with the mission the church has and the use of that money. So, yeah, and then if you're not, you know, I don't know if the answer is to stop giving, but you do have to consider that. I mean, that's part of it. it is, that's the human side of it is, am I giving to an, a church that I believe is using this to glorify God as well? Anything else on that, guys? I did bring up a lot of church I, thoughts I have on church government, but I think that's for another day. I think so. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You good? I think, I think I've, uh, I've exhausted my thoughts on the topic. <laughs> cool, guys. Well, this was a great topic. Thanks for bringing it up. Yes, sir. I think this was a successful first episode back into the yep. theology. Season of two, first part. Yep. Here we season go. Two. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some guests on later in the season. We'll see. Uh, but these are going to be, this is going to be our main group right here, Chris, David, and Dr. Jones. Super excited about it. Yep. And we'll see you next time, yeah? All right, All right. see you later. <laughs>